Welcome back to Orgy Story, a podcast about hosting, destigmatizing, something about group sex. First on the docket, gangbangs. We've done a whole series arc. Hopefully you've heard Dr. Lay, you've heard CR of the Dark Spartans, and you've heard our banner episode where we went into the entire topic. We'll release some more friend interviews. But today... I had so much fun going to the hotel room right beforehand. COVID hit, so I wasn't able to stay, but damn, she's an unbelievable interview. Ray Ray is on the show, our first and most fantastic interview. She's just an unbelievable person to chat with. Coming up next on the podcast, Toys. So listen in as we do a little break before we get to kink while we cover toys. Here starts the interview. Isn't it? We're good to start. I'm already a little nervous because you're scantily clad and you've admitted <laughs> you're a little nervous. My first orgy story live. Ray Ray, how are you doing? Thank you for taking the time. Uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I uh, got into Colorado Springs last night, so I've been kind of relaxing today, preparing for my event tonight. So There we go. And I have quite a few questions. I apologize if this starts to sound like an interview at times. It's okay. You can ask me any questions that you have. All right, you are hosting a gangbang tonight, and I want to give people some context into this because... You're about to embark on a hundred man Australia bang. So this is a big scale. This is not small scale, but tell, give us an idea how many guys at one point was the most, the most I've ever done. Yeah. Um, 31, 31. Yes. Damn. And that was in Denver. So sounds right. Our home base and easily one of the horniest cities. It is. I, I thought I would break it in Portland, but I didn't. So what why Colorado do you think I'm a little curious you've spent a few trips here you're back after not many months um yeah I was in New Zealand for a year okay and uh I think Colorado because it's more liberal it's more open to this sort of thing so weed horniness yeah uh it's just a great environment I've done multiple 20 plus gangbang guy gangbangs here so okay you're at a gangbang what makes it great what makes it just fantastic for me um so I'm kind of like a video game so I have like a level so I really like cum I like cum a lot like all over my face all over my body so the more cum I get the more motivated I am to keep going but the exact opposite can happen so if a guy takes a really long time to come then I get frustrated and I no longer want to keep going so the gangbangs that I've done where guys come quickly and we get through them quickly are my favorite. I'm seeing the video game reference <laughs> also. So there's like a level. Like the more come I get, the happier I am, the more motivated I am. But uh, the longer it takes you to come, like if I have 10 guys in the room and you take 20 minutes, I have nine other people to get to, then I get frustrated. So. Okay, so it's somewhat sort of like a, a cum-based point system early. <laughs> it is, And yeah. that can carry momentum, I imagine. Well, with 31 people, how many people are about to, I guess? Or is that when it's a little bit more of a waiting game? So I don't do 31 guys at once. A lot of people think that I do. Okay. That's uh, That doesn't happen. I think 
once uh i think it was a few years ago i did 27 guys and that was like continuously um but normally how i set them up now is like 10 guys per hour so guys sign up for like an hour slot so like seven to eight eight to nine and then they show up for their hour slot and then they leave okay i saw your list and we'll give a little bit of intro about you as the interview is being developed but you have a really copious rules list which we fundamentally support and advise we read ours for the orgy we hosted in season one and it's a lot of the same notes of like shower um be screened be tested the shower one is a surprising one we have to mention to a lot of i know the the gentlemen uh (laughs) if we're being more honest it is usually guys that struggle in this category what makes an orgy bad uh well for me it's the if you take a really long time so like i have let's say i'm gonna do 50 guys i have 50 guys i have to get to if you take half an hour then then I only have half an hour to get to the other nine guys. So you need to come and be prepared to come quickly. <laughs> um, you're willing, you can come again, um, but you know. This is a rarity too, <laughs> that guys are encouraged to come quickly. So it's just not the norm <laughs> in terms of, so you're saying if you're coming to a gangbang, and I think it's something people worry about orgy gangbang wise, like how should I come sexually? Should I come prepared to F for the night or? In your experience, a little quicker is better. So I'm one of those women that doesn't like to have sex forever. I am happy with quickies all day long. I'd much rather have quickies all day than have sex all day long. All right. Like, um, so Short like Short bursts. 15, 20 minutes, I'm happy. And then we can go again in like 10 minutes, but, you know, quickies all the way, so you've turned this in and I've now gotten the chance to also meet your partner in crime as, as I'll describe him sort of like the road show. I have been trying to quantify how I'm, who I'm interviewing and how I would describe what you do. And I came upon sort of rock band for orgies because you are selling some content. You are making some professional versions, but you're also doing this as like a come to your favorite city and be a part of this gangbang. Was it something you just loved doing before? When when do you take it from something that you know about and enjoy to something you become a traveling rock show for? So I'll tell you about the first gangbang I did. Kind of explains it. So I had only done three sums up to this point. So I had only done two guys and myself. And then there was a woman that I knew, her and her partner, who I'd been with. I'm also into women kind of shout out to um, <laughs> um but uh she was doing a gangbang and she had a thing for black guys um so she was doing a gangbang with 12 black guys and she's like you can come watch and see if you like it and then she let me join and it was just natural i took all the guys and i loved it and i just knew that's what i was supposed to do so you did have an epiphany gangbang experience. I did, yep. All right. Because the part of you and I were chatting about this beforehand, I was trying to impress you with my limited research knowledge. Pornhub says one-third of women are looking at this. They're seeking it out. It's something they would like to experience. I'm not sure women are necessarily ready to attend one, but you're an entertainer as well. How do you kind of suggest that people get into it if they're, if they're curious? So my advice for women or husbands or boyfriends wanting to set up an event for their partner, 
the first one is start slow so first do a threesome and see if she's comfortable with that and then add guys so or he's do, comfortable with or that. he's comfortable I mean, with that you really, both yeah <laughs> where we are yeah. in the partnership yes you both had to be very comfortable in that opening your relationship so first talk about it and then do a threesome see if you both like it and then gradually add guys from there so do five guys and then eight and then ten or just stop whenever it's good for you you're like that was enough yeah yeah I um guess. the next advice is you have to have someone in your corner so i have my partner who organizes events he supports me he's my security he makes sure guys don't do certain things and they leave when they're supposed to um without that i could not do these events Okay. So that's a big thing is make sure you have a friend or your partner or someone that's looking out for you and is going to support you. And then the third thing is sexual health. So you cannot do these things without being safe. So I always use condoms unless people are properly tested. And my standard for testing is very strict for unprotected sex. So. I would imagine, especially, and that is a, a popular question, right? What what type of protection? And for example, for tonight's event, it's condoms for the for the men that are joining. Yes, um, I even use protection for oral if a guy hasn't been tested within the last two months. So. Okay, so two months is about the range. Yeah. All right, and it, I usually that's kind of mine when I'm just living a normal orgy slutty lifestyle as it is. It's like a two to three month, mm -hmm. strongly recommended. Yeah. You should be getting tested regardless, like every quarter. And we can get in, I'll, I'll hit this subject because it's kind of coming up. Are there other dangers to this lifestyle, personally, professionally, now that you're not just doing it as something sort of secretly on the side, but that your face is out there and you're a, a promoter of this? I mean, yeah, there's a lot. There's potential security risks of people showing up and doing things they shouldn't or behaving badly. Luckily, I have my partner, and he'll protect me. Um, my, if my family or any of my friends found out that I do this, um, that would be disastrous. Um, I'm sure we would get through it, but um, I'd prefer them not to find out. And then there's always the sexual health component. You know, I'm always putting myself at risk. Um, I minimize the risk as much as I can, but there's always a risk in that aspect. So. Okay. And I, speaking of, yeah, your partner, not a small human being, which is always helpful in terms of, which is a security risk, essentially. You have, have you had any moments where it's gotten a little dicey with some of the participants? I'm lucky I've never had anything super bad. Um, I've had some bad experiences after the fact with a few organizers getting crazy on me. Um, and I had one guy, I don't like being spat on, and I had one guy accidentally spat on my face. Um, I kind of just played it off, but I don't like that happening. Okay. So It is Besides, on the list. Yes. It's on the list. Yes. Besides that, um, nope, they've all been good. Uh, I think the main thing with gangbangs is there's so many men in the room that if someone was to act out, the other men would take care of it. That interesting. So a little community self-check because in the sexual community has obviously changed quite a bit, but I would agree. I think you're going to get more people that – really this isn't a hidden lifestyle that they need to run away from it's something they're more than happy to to be a part of communally which yeah is a huge difference yeah it's crazy because if you have five guys in the room and one of them starts to act out the four other ones are gonna be like that guy shouldn't be doing that and they'll take care of it 
because I'm a small little woman. They're not going <laughs> to expect me to be like, go, go off on him. I mean, I'm not helpless, but, you know, I'm not as strong as, as a man. So Sure. And that was a big, I mean, those are kind of the, the danger notes I had predicted. Any when it comes to where you're hosting, or are you usually... Um, it depends on the, the where you're hosting. There's always a risk there. Um, there are ways around letting the place you're staying at know you're doing events. Um, I had a very bad um, experience in New Zealand. I had a woman who was supposed to come uh, watch the event. She went straight up to the hotel desk and was like, I'm here for the party. Lovely. Um, and luckily, the person she was with played it off. She's, he's like, no, we're just having a meeting. Um, but no, you can't do that. You can't go to the front desk and be like, I'm here for the party or I'm here for that. You have to, you know, keep it super low key. Because okay. most places only allow like two or three in the room. And I throw very large events. So we have to strategically plan when guys come in and where they come in from. So. And for a night like tonight, how many human beings are we talking about? How many guys? It's uh, 10 or 11 guys. Okay. Which is, yeah, we're getting the fact check. Yeah, 10 or 11. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad for um, what's happening right now in the country, (laughs) (laughs) the climate. (laughs) Yeah, which I'll kind of round third on because originally uh, that was also going to be part of part of my interest was I was like, maybe I'll stay and enjoy this and experience it because I've certainly watched the video, the Oscar Mm -hmm. Mike shoot, which is a great shout out to anything that that people want to buy. Um, You can certainly find some of these videos online and they are worth every penny oh yeah thank you it's a compliment in terms of this obviously looks like something you're passionate about you you put quite a bit of time and effort into which kind of gets me into did you have someone that was an influencer did you see someone making this model how did you get to the point um Um, who was your your role model I i don't know how else to say it i don't know if i really had a role model i mean that one woman she let me join in and she had done a lot of events um so i asked her questions about that um and then we actually did a few events together which was great but really it was just me this is just who i am it's what i love to do and even though i'm doing it professionally now i would continue to do it recreationally regardless um yeah, I would gladly travel the world everywhere and just get gangbanged. How do you do it? How do you travel the world? How do you decide where a location? You don't have to give away all your secrets. Uh, I assume we'll look for the book, The Art of the Gangbang. Um, <laughs> um, most of the time, it's not my decision. So if someone wants to bring me to their city, then they can. Um, it's pretty easy. All you have to do is pay for the flight and the venue and get some guys, and I will gladly show up. Okay. Flight, venue, people to show up. And that's not a ton because you use some various social networking sites that, mm-hmm. that we strongly recommend for this type of uh, activity if you're looking for it, which it's much more common. In addition to chatting with you, I am chatting with some people that try and throw more, I would call them more amateur versions of yours because, you know, three or four guys, maybe two or three. No shame in that game to yeah, start. No shame. Yeah. And I'm long on the record uh, for orgies recommending because I went to an orgy that essentially it was about a four to one ratio of guys to girls. And it's the best orgy I've attended from that ratio perspective, I thought, because it normally takes about four guys to really please a woman anyway, let alone. Yep. 
if you're trying to, well, what's your orgy take? Would you recommend what's your perfect ratio? Amateur oh. versus professional. Oh, we'll do both. Well, for me, so I'm, I'm very selfish when it comes to dick. Um, so that's why I don't really let other women come to my events. I've done a few events with two women, um, but I do very large events. And so it's very hard to get a woman who would be on board to have sex with 50 guys, which is my next step. <laughs> so I've worked up a few women. I don't know the term worked up, but coached we, up. Yeah. Trained up. I, I mean, I've it. trained them. I've gone slow with them. And then over time, they haven't worked out, so it's gotten a little frustrating for me in that aspect. But so for me personally, the more guys I have around me, the happier I am. Um, I just feel comfortable surrounded by cock. So <laughs> that's. Um, but I mean, there are other women who would be like three is enough. So it just depends on the woman. Three is I. I'll give you that. Okay. So users' pleasure in terms of. Um, my thought would be it would be a difficult to manage more than like six. I'd say the perfect thing would be five. So all your holes are filled. And then if you can master it, both your hands are too. And there's a, okay. Master it indeed. Cause there's yeah. a lot of logistics required. <laughs> yes. Malcolm Gladwell says you need 10,000 hours to get great at anything. And people have just bastardized that. And I'm doing it again here. How many hours do you think you have of orgies? Oh, I have a lot. Of gangbang, excuse me. I mean, normally a gangbang lasts uh, up to four hours, and I've done 29 of them so at this point in the last three years. So. And I do not have the mental capacity to even <laughs> remotely do that math, but su suffice it to say a lot more hours doing bang gangbangs than most people. Yeah, I would say. And we just interviewed someone she puts together women's erotica and one of the stories was a gangbang and it was mostly because it felt like it was kind of back like it feels like the idea is back there's more women requesting them than ever have before but that also might be naive what are your thoughts have they always been just going on or are we in a gangbang renaissance i'm sure they've always been happening i think it's um with all the websites and how you know the climate's changing to being more open to that that we are starting to see more of them, but they've always been there. Okay. It's sort of like orgies then. We're, it's a contentious debate because I think we're in a slut -a -sance. I think we're in sort of uh, <laughs> I like that term. Yep. But, <laughs> but there's some consternation because a lot of people would beg to differ and be like, uh, we always have been. You all just talk about it more than, than maybe you did in previous generations. Yeah. I mean, I think we're just more open to it. Um, there are especially different places in the country that are more open to it. New Zealand is not one of them. <laughs> I ended up bringing gangbangs to New Zealand. There are no really existing networks for gangbangs there. Um, and a lot of the guys, they don't like the ratio, so they want more than one woman at the event. Greedy. Um, which, you know, it's what you like. It's your preference. I'm not going to make you feel bad for your preference, but I have mine, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really it was like pulling teeth to get the numbers I wanted in, in New Zealand. I think in the largest city I went in Auckland, I set one up and I could only pull like 15 guys. So 15 is not no guys though. That is, no. there's clearly a supply demand but issue in a city of a million people. You would think I would get more than 15 men. That's interesting. Okay. 
are you finding a similar because now i definitely want to ask you across cultures okay new zealand a little less into it which is surprising but u.s wise is it state consistent or are you finding like certain parts um, ohio or portland or denver are certain parts more kinky um i like i said i thought portland was gonna be the place to break my record because i had 85 guys RSVP'd to my gangbang in Portland, but sadly, only 15 showed up. They talk a big game in Portland. They must. They talk um, a lot about the strip club ratio. They talk they, a big game. They have a lot of strip clubs there, um, and they have a lot of good adult theaters. I got to um, explore some glory holes while I was there, which was fun, but yeah. Let's talk a little bit about you. You <laughs> okay. have a variety of sexual interests that makes you disposed to this you enjoy come play it sounds like glory holes mm -hmm. so this was something you saw describe now what it's like for for the gangbang tonight what will sort of your excitement be like right as it starts is it still there is it a little bit more this is maybe another show like how do you uh no it's always fun um i always get nervous before events even though i've done 29 of them i still get nervous um, because I'm pushing my body, you know, I'm having to meet new people and put myself out there and perform at a certain level because I, I have a high standard for myself, so I always want to perform well. Um, and so how it starts off is I have to get them all hard. So I don't have any fluffers. I don't have anyone who helps with any of that. I, I can attest. Um, There's no one else here. Um, so I, you know, I just go from dick to dick getting them all hard, and then we just do multiple positions i usually try to get some dps in there not always successful but dp is is hard to do so a lot of logistics involved in that um we threw a dp party in season one a lot of logistics there is yeah i've mastered the side dp i did one and oh. it was really cool <laughs> i was really happy i could do the side dp it's all um determined by dick length so if you have really long dicks you can do like any dp and dick length has to be a it has to be a <laughs> uniting factor in terms of how what you've seen at different parties but does it help to have we get this question a lot should people be concerned about their size for these types of parties um i'm never concerned about a guy's size you know um, as long as you come on my face, I'm I'm happy. Um, Especially if you come fast. It turns yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. If you come fast and it's a lot, I'm in super white. I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> that's what I like. But uh, no, really, there's no dick length requirement for any of my events. Um, for double penetration, you kind of have to have longer dicks, though. It's just a matter of the fact. Is you're going in one hole and he's going in the other and you kind of have to have long enough dicks to do that so and the flexibility to get in that position yes um yeah but I'll, <laughs> i also throw a challenge your way the standing dp just keep it in the back burner <laughs> i've i've tried it a few times um yeah i've had guys pick me up a few times but i have yet to do the standing one okay i want to though that would be awesome so you do you do you climax during these? Is there orgasm components related to this, or is it more of an adrenaline rush? Um, it's a little of both. So it's harder for me to come during a gangbang because my mind is all over the place. So when I have like five to ten dicks around me, I'm focused on so many other things besides coming because coming is all mental. It's in your head, and so mentally I can't really get to that spot. Um, sometimes I do during double penetration or like 
being fucked in the ass um really makes me come easily but it just depends uh but normally during event i don't come as often as you would think okay i i can't t- so i did a nude story to i do i'm a comedian by trade um is how i got into this and i did a naked storytelling show where i was doing nude comedy and it was like am I going to be more worried about my nudity and that interaction? Or am I still just going to be worried about performing and the jokes? And I was mostly just still nervous about performing in the jokes. Do you kind of consider yourself giving people an experience then when you're doing these? Cause you said performance, like you, you want to. Yeah. So I'm thinking about a lot of other things like tightening my pussy or keeping my mouth open or like deep throating a guy. Like my mindset is focused on the other person's pleasure so much in an event that I can't think about my own. And then sometimes it's just, I'm just overloaded and I end up like squirting or whatever, but you know, it just depends on the event. That is a good, that's a good sales pitch to people because they're like, well, now I have to arrive because I might be at the squirting one. Yeah, you might. Sometimes I just happen to do it. Spontaneous. (laughs) Mid gangbang. Yeah. I've soaked a few sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Adding to the not helpful when they say, where's the party at the front desk? Just a small note, though. That's got to be not even a top 10 thing that hotels. It's like, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. Logistically, it also takes a little bit out of you because you're already setting up food. You're going to be drinking wine during, I assume? No. So I usually have like um, a daily ritual or before I do a gangbang. So I always get to the hotel early so I can relax and clean the holes I need cleaned and, you know, you know, get pretty or whatever. And then I usually have a glass or two of wine before the event, but a few hours before because you can't really suck dick with lots of liquid or food on your stomach. Uh, successfully, anyway. Um so, Not the way you suck dick, which yeah. is a more a more um, aggressive and enthusiastic version than the norm. I would I would quantify out. Um, it's just I love doing it. So all of that is just the love that I have for sucking dicks. So. Enthusiasm. Yes. That's a good message for people. Yes, enthusiasm. Yeah. Love what you do. I you do. gotta love it. I sure do. Yeah, you're better at things that you love. So. There's that. And occasionally you do podcasts and performance things as well. But you're doing photo shoots. You're doing a whole barrage. Does that also, what's the coolest part of this lifestyle currently? Well, the craziest thing to me is there's so many people who want to shoot with me. I'm like, you know, I didn't think I would get that much attention very early on in my career. Um, So that's crazy to me that all these people are like, I want to shoot with you. I want to do this. You're going to be great. So I have a lot of support already early on, which is awesome. Random so. people driving from Denver just to, try <laughs> to talk to you. Last time you were in Denver, you had multiple photo shoots going on. I did, yeah. So you keep pretty busy, I guess, is also my point. Yeah, I try to. You know, I had a lot of uh, things planned for April and uh, nothing in May, but a few things in June, and I'm hoping – the climate doesn't affect that. Um, I'm open in April now. They rescheduled all of that, but unfortunately, but I'll probably plan some fun event at my house just because, you know, I get bored and I need multiple dicks. So 
<laughs> you do. You, so you are a self-proclaimed slut. You say it on in your communication. This is something you do for fun, and I think if people follow you on social media, they can attest. This is this is like a day to day. Yeah. You enjoy it. You have a partner that enjoys it. So it's it's. Yeah, it just completes who I am. I love what I do, and I am a slut. Hey. And I proudly am one. So. Ditto. Um, and proudly myself because I was asked recently if the tables and I'm I'm bi so I sleep with men and trans women as That's well fine. and there was essentially a question of like would you want to be gangbang and I was like yeah I think I'd be all about it especially if I got to arrange it the way I'd like um, I think I'd be ready to go yeah I mean that's another thing is that sometimes with the numbers I'm trying to pull um, the guys aren't as you know attractive as like you see in porn when they're all perfect and they're all muscular and have huge dicks. It's not like That's that. It's not how guys are. This <laughs> not normal. Breaking news. This is gonna hurt a lot of. So it's fans not. Arts. Yeah. Um, a lot of the gangbangs I set up are just normal guys, and you know it's fun. I enjoy it. Um, am I attracted to all of them? Not all the time, but I enjoy giving pleasure. It's one of my kinks, so I enjoy doing it regardless. So. So that is a that's a great observation. You're not always 100% attracted, but you still get a pleasure out of mm-hmm. kind of doing what you love, which is yeah. a group of guys, which does get it's a different thing. There's a pack yeah. to it. There's sort of just a rawness that takes over, and I mean that sort in an emotional yeah. way, obviously. And it's just extremely hot, but that's definitely going to be a question. What do you do to facilitate this if you're either extremely picky, you're only attracted to a certain type of body or guy? Yeah. And, so that would become a lot more difficult. Your the numbers that you're looking for would be diminished oh, by a lot. Um, you could maybe get three to five super attractive guys, um, but you know that's probably the numbers that you'd be stuck at. I'm gonna get to a, just a cool graphic story from you that'll give the listeners a little bit more of the sex that they're looking for. Before that, I'm going to massively bum them out. (laughs) We are in the middle of a global pandemic. You're still hosting events. I don't know if it's at the same ferocity it would be, but have you noticed an impact Um, with what's going on? Yeah, I have. I've also gotten a lot of negative um, comments from people for me still doing events. Um, And, you know, I'm taking risks, but, you know, we're all adults. I'm not asking them to do anything crazy. They're choosing to come do this stuff, and I'm choosing to do it. I mean, we all take risks every day, take risks driving, take risks going to work. And I'm choosing to do this because it completes me. It's who I am, and I would probably be depressed (laughs) and not happy if I wasn't doing it. So, Um, But, yeah, the numbers have been affected by it, definitely. But, you know, if a guy doesn't want to come due to the risks, then I don't hold that against them. So there you go. And it's yeah, a damper on all our sex lives currently, just in terms of the bummer of the news and the difficulty of just the day to day life. But let's get to a positive note, because I do have to send you off to a gangbang here soon. I requested three hours of her time. They were like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, which I was just, no, I, 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 mean, I have till like a little before six. I'm just giving you grief at this point because <laughs> uh, you two are a blast. You've been super easy to work with. One of the things we do want to highlight, how did you give us a euphoric moment when you were like, this is what I'm this is what I wanted. Was it in New Zealand? Has it happened in the last few weeks? Just give us a, a star orgy moment. Um, 
that's hard because I've had a lot of them. Um, I think a lot of them is when I get multiple cum shots at once. That's been awesome to feel super slutty and dirty. That's awesome. Um, I really like it when I have cum all over my face and then guys fuck me. <laughs> um, that makes me feel really just fork and that's just who I am. Covered in cum and just being fucked is just who I am. So. And as we all know now, you just need a short break, more cum and more fucking and you're ready to go. Yeah. I mean, normally I take like a five minute break and then I'm ready to go again. So um, there's been events where it was like eight to 10 people and I got through all of them and I was ready for more so but it's not always like that oh. so when was the last one what was the last time you had more than two or three guys um or right at two or three i guess it counts two or three what's a gangbang you more than four um yeah i would consider a gangbang at least five people okay so but no that's my own definition that'll be a debated topic other people have different as well. have different definitions for it but for me um, a gangbang is five, at least five people. And what was the last one you had? When? Uh, my last gangbang was in Chicago on the 21st. So about 10 days ago, nine, mm -hmm. 10 days ago. And how was Chicago? It was fine. I was only there for 19 hours. I flew in, went to the hotel, and then flew out. So You were there for 19 hours and having sex for at least four or five of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a professional shoot, so it was a little different than what I'm doing tonight. Um and then I had a bukkake on the 26th at my place. But that's not a gangbang. That's just getting cummed on, which is awesome. So. <laughs> and explain the difference. Do people fuck you with the bukkake or they're just coming? They're no. just there to come in your face. So a bukkake is um, basically a blow bang. Well, you can. A lot of people have different definitions for it. A bukkake technically is just coming on the person. But I broke that at the last bukkake I did and sucked all their dicks and then had them come on me. So it was seven guys. It was good. Seven. It's impressive. Yeah. It's bukkake, uh, gag bangs, which those are going to be helpful delineations. It also does highlight how hard you're working, which you are. You are. Um, what's been the most exhausting part? Is it the travel? Is it just the random? I mean, what's the most exhausting part of this right now? Um, I would say the traveling, a lot of traveling. It gets exhausting, you know. Sometimes I'm like, I just want to stay home. But then, you know, I enjoy these events and I've never canceled an event. Um, so I don't want to do that starting now, um, even in a pandemic. <laughs> So I always show up to all my events, even though if I'm tired or whatever, I'll just take caffeine and perform just fine. But I, I couldn't do any of this without my partner. He's the one who organizes them, makes sure the guys show up, talks to them. Recruiting, recruits which is them. difficult. And I just do the sex part, which is what I love to do. So and yeah, so he does that, which is great. There's uh, I, if I had to do all of it, it definitely would not be as successful. It's so. why I didn't know how else to describe you other than sort of a rock band, because it does require uh, multiple parts to make this show happen. And it's a show you're bringing to the road and to the people. What is the difference between a shoot like tonight versus a professional shoot? The main difference is like starting and stopping and then also having to position yourself in certain positions. Um, it depends on the shoot you're doing. So like the one I did in Chicago was more relaxed. So he kind of just let me be myself, which was great. Um, and in a professional shoot, most of the guys are tested. So it's unprotected. 
versus recreational is never unprotected unless you get tested within 14 days of the shoot but you know most people don't do that so yeah and that i mean even right now it makes it's a little harder to get tested because i was up on my regular scheduled time couldn't get tested yeah it's one of those we are living in an eerie world but the thing i have been hoping there is and i don't know if you because there's a certain confidentiality and i get you don't want to share everything has there been a funniest orgy funniest gangbang moment um well i'll tell you one of them so i was doing a gangbang the gangbang in auckland and it was about 10 guys i think that were in the room with me and we ended up keeping the curtains open and we were on the top floor of this hotel and then halfway through the event, there were like these women across the way, like waving at us and like hollering and like they like loved what was happening. They could see what was happening and they loved it. And it was great to see that response versus the Fans. opposite of what actually most of the time people would be like calling the front desk and be like, these people are doing nasty things in the room. Instead, these women were like all about it. It was really awesome to see that. This was the one third Pornhub was talking about. Yeah. They finally, maybe they're proving me wrong. Maybe I should start trusting their statistics. Yeah. I've been weary. It's an emerging topic. And to me, the reason I like talking about gangbangs and one of the things I've noticed is it's also female empowering and as oh, a subject yes. do you feel empowered during these because to me there's also a feminist angle to being oh yeah I'm, I feel super empowered and I like to be the center of attention so that's great <laughs> I get to be at these events um, yeah I mean I'm in the middle of the room and they're all looking at me and I get to perform and make them all feel good and and they all come here for me which makes me feel great and really humbled so there's an energy to it yeah. And it definitely is from Cosmopolitan talking more about it. Cause the proponent old threesome, the MMF threesome is still to me the ideal. It's kind of the gold standard if you're going to try one. And I think advice wise, what do you give to guys? We've talked a little bit about ladies. How do you start? How do you seek it out? Um, I think from guys either in a relationship where their partner wants one or mm -hmm. interested in being a part of this. Um, I think the main thing is you will, for one, talk to your partner, make sure it's what they want to do, have in-depth conversations about it. Um, me and my partner um, talked about doing stuff before we did it. Um, and then we ended up, you know, searching for a guy for a long time and then both decided on one. And, and then it ended up being great. Um, so that's the main thing is open communication about all of this. Because uh, one of you might like it and the other one might not. Um, so you have to be able to communicate. And then the next thing is find reliable networks. So there are networks here in Colorado that do gangbangs. I know of two. And there are networks all over the country that do them. So my advice would be getting in with the network. And hopefully they can help you set up events. So. Hell yeah. And I, our standard rules are just uh, drop the jealousy and think about how cool it is. You're going <laughs> to, if you just don't lead with jealousy and lead with, well, is it fun first? You're going to be surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's not for everyone, you know, uh, but if you see that the woman you're with or the man you're with is enjoying it, then maybe try to think about it from their perspective. Do people, can people come and just watch one of your gangbangs? Um, I've let women, yeah, like I said, uh, that woman came and watched. Um, I'm very, I'm open to women coming and observing to see if they uh, want to do one. 
So it can definitely be intimidating. So the number of guys I do and the way that they run can sometimes be intimidating. But um, I'd like more women to get into this sort of thing and I'm definitely open to answering any questions that women have about it so where can people find you if they want to contact you you don't oh. have to give it out <laughs> to these perverts but you're welcome to. I am all over I'm on FetLife Twitter Reddit yeah great Instagram. Reddit follow yeah and you interact <laughs> with fans which is fun because occasionally you'll put them on blast if they deserve it or just promote the hell out of their horniness if I guess they deserve it yeah. That, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's the team. Hold on. We're starting that's to, it. we'll keep some of the mystery alive. It's, it's the rock band. They yeah, will interact mostly. with their fans, but, uh, which yes, should put people I, on uh, notice to be on your, I, well, the one thing respectful is, naughty behavior. I, I can't do any of this without fans, without people supporting me. And so I, I love my fans. So. We will see you next time talking about toys. Orgy story. Tell a friend. Do you want a season three? I mean, tell a friend. Orgy story.